Hello, Life Church. So glad to be with you this morning. Thank you for allowing us to be in your home. Don't you appreciate that beautiful worship time that we had together with the Jansons? It's so good for us to engage together in worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. We're longing for the day when we see him. Uh, we're also longing for the time that we can all be together again. I'm sure hoping it's going to be soon. I hope you've been enjoying this uh, series that we've been doing called Treasures in Clay Jars and how God has given each and every one of us a special treasure inside. The main treasure, of course, is the person of Jesus Christ himself and the fact that he comes into our life and changes us from the inside out. And then the, uh, the gift that God has given us uh, to share with others and the good news and the joy and and even the experience of his comfort during times of trouble and difficulty and 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 pain that we might experience and God is equipping us in order to extend his kingdom and to help us to be a blessing not just to bless us but certainly to bless us because God loves us God loves you God knows what you're going through right now and he loves you and he cares and he's placed this treasure of his spirit within you. And it's, it's, in, it's in each one of us. And that's what this series is all about. And if you remember, we started a few weeks back now uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. This is our key verse. It says this, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And uh, that clay jar is like our, our weak life, you know, not just our bodies, but all, everything about us pales to insignificance when we think of the majesty and the glory of God's presence within us. And I love the way the message says this. It says, we carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary life. And as ordinary people, we can have that extraordinary side to us because of the presence of God within us. I've really been grateful for Pastor Matt as he has been sharing with us the last two weeks from Romans chapter 12, all about the, the giftings that God has placed within each one of us and the things that he's done to strengthen us and to help us in our life as we work for him and walk with him. In the scriptures, there are numbers of lists. There's actually uh, three or four, probably five different lists of gifts. And I'm so grateful for the fact that we've had Pastor Matt teaching us from Romans chapter 12 and the last couple of weeks, and he's been talking about the gifts that are listed there. There's other lists in the scriptures. There's Romans chapter 12. There's 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And there's actually two different lists of gifts there. Then today we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 4. Plus there's another list of gifts in 1 Peter chapter 4. And as Pastor Matt was sharing with us, that it's, it's really all about being uh, intentional with our life with Jesus Christ and he will shape us and, and he will bless us and, and he will teach us and he will change us and transform us. But today I want to talk to you about balanced church life. 
And uh, I want to read this scripture to you, and then we're going to pray. And then I have some comments I'd like to make about this. Okay, so here we go in 1 Corinthians, sorry, in Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says this in verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Let's just pray today. God, thank you so much for this scripture and this amazing truth that Jesus Christ himself gave us these gifts, these, these five different ministry gifts in order to help us in our life with you, Lord. And so I pray that you would teach us, that you would equip us, that you would bless us today, help us to understand what it is you want in us and from us in response to this. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all say it out loud together, amen. So these gifts, uh, what we call fivefold ministry, Jesus himself gave. Now, I, I looked up this Greek, uh, this Greek verse here in Ephesians 4.11, and it's, a, it's such an emphatic, an emphatic uh, word here. It really is, uh, is the, the pronoun he, so Christ would be the he, but it's an emphatic he, so they say he himself. And a lot of translations actually use those words. He himself, this one is, uh, so Christ gave himself, or sorry, Christ himself gave. And then there's these five ministries, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And he gave these gifts to us in order that we would be equipped. And uh, a lot of times people use their hand to demonstrate these different gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Now, of course, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, some scriptures where it talks about the fact that Jesus is the one who is the number one apostle, and he's the great prophet, and he's the powerful evangelist, and he's the great shepherd or the pastor. And that's what the word pastor actually means. It comes from the same Greek word as shepherd and then teacher. And so the apostle is sort of in touch with all of the different ministries. The teacher and the pastor go closely together. The uh, longest finger, and at least in most people's hands, is the, the farthest reaching one is the evangelist. And then the prophet is the, the pointer. And then the apostle is the strongest one. And like I said, he's kind of in touch with all the different ministries in the body of Christ. And so the apostle is, uh, is, it literally means someone who is sent out to be a delegate, a messenger, one who's sent forth with orders. And uh, it, we think about in, in the modern church, we think about world missions. We think about church planting, people that are sent out to encourage other churches and to establish them and help them in their growth and in their ministry. So that's the strong apostolic kind of ministry. Then there's the ministry of the prophet. 
And we believe in apostles and prophets today. Uh, there's prophets all through the New Testament. And uh, that, one, that actually means to speak forth as a spokesman, uh, a spokesman for God, one through whom God speaks. And that, uh, that prophet it points to God himself and points us to God himself. And we think of ministries like prayer and worship and speaking forth and speaking forth prophetic uh, truth to people. And even when we pray, we can be praying a prophetic kind of a prayer. And then the evangelist is, is uh, someone who is uh, a herald, a bringer of good tidings. A pastor is a shepherd, and that word shepherd means a feeder or a protector. Think of how a shepherd looks after sheep. And then a teacher establishing sound doctrine. Now, these five ministries that Jesus himself has given to the church it's interesting when we think of being part of a church or going to church, we often think about, you know, what can the pastor do for me or what can I learn from that teacher or how can that evangelist go out for us? But really, these ministries, they're given to function in what they do, of course, but they're also they're given to the church in order to build up the church. It says here in the scriptures to equip God's people for works of service. And these ministries really are designed to help us in our Christian walk because Jesus has given each one of us this treasure. And this treasure within us, sometimes we need help to be equipped. And that word equip is, is uh, to restore anything to its place, to put it in order, to make it complete. So these five ministries that are listed here, they're gifts from Jesus to the church, and they're designed for us to help us in our ministry, to help us fulfill the call of God that God has given us. And I, I was reading a commentary, and it was quite a beautiful sentence here. Listen to this one. It is that Christians may have every possible advantage for becoming complete in love and knowledge and order. And that is equipping us so that we can fulfill our own destiny. Now, your particular gifting, the way that you're wired, it may fit more with one of these fivefold ministries than with others, but we need to hear from all of them. And so maybe you feel like, well, you know, I'm just really into the Bible and I like to get, make sure I get everything right. And that might be the way you're wired. You might have a teaching gift and you might be gifted that way, but we all need to have the ministry of the apostle giving us that flavor so that we can have a vision for the entire world, so that we can have a vision to see the churches expanding and churches being planted and churches being established, not just in our own small world, but to see the big picture. We need the prophet in our life to make sure that we're on the edge of having the Holy Spirit flow through us, not just having our brain at work. We definitely need our brain. God gave us one. We're supposed to use it. But it's not only about that. It's also about the fact that Jesus 
wants us to, when we're teaching, if we're using that example, we want to have that edge of the Holy Spirit, that anointing in our lives. And then the evangelist, you know, Jesus said, go unto all the world and teach them whatever I've commanded. So the teacher is meant to go out into all the world. And so we can have that vision. Not that we all have to, you know, quit our jobs and sell our homes and leave town, but we can have that vision to see other people reached. Then, of course, the the teacher and the pastor go hand in hand because it's about feeding people. And what we really are doing is we're bringing people to Jesus. I can't teach you. I can't care for you as a pastor on my own as well as if I bring you to the great teacher, if I bring you to uh, the great shepherd of the sheep, that's really what it's all about, to, to bring people to Jesus Christ. And so uh, when we think about our own ministry, we, we need to realize that these ministries, these five gifts that Jesus gave the church, they're designed to help us, to equip us, also to bring us into unity, to bring us into alignment, that equipping, it means to put things in order so that we would be in unity. The Bible talks about unity a lot and also for maturity. And so it goes on here to say for, in verse 13, it says, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, I'd like to continue reading here in Ephesians 4, uh, verses 14, 15, and 16, okay? Then we will no longer be immature like Christians. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. You know, one thing I've noticed that's been happening in the church world all through this time of COVID, that there's been all kinds of ideas floating around out there, and people have been blown around. But God wants us to remain steady and steadfast and remember to keep the main thing, the main thing that Jesus Christ has called us to serve him, to see his kingdom go forward and not be so worried about, you know, the the newest threat that might be out there. But God, God has everything under control. God is restoring his church and he has a plan and he's going to fulfill his plan. We won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. That's all of us together, not just the leaders, but not just the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, those official gift ministries, but also every one of us so that we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head. And I love this verse, verse 16. And uh, this is like a conclusion to the idea and the ministry that God has given us in the, with these fivefold gift ministries to equip us. And that is this. He makes, that's Christ, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. The whole body fits together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Your treasure, your treasure, your treasure. Each part does its work. and We all work together. Uh, we, and then that helps all the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. 
Now, I want to tell you, that's the kind of church I want us to be. That's what I want to be part of, a church that is healthy and growing and full of love. And that's the reason that Jesus gave these five ministries to the church. Now, there's some takeaways that I'd like you to think about just as we, we've gone through this scripture and it's so clear and it's so simple, but we, we need to, uh, I think, take some things away and I've, I've got a list and the, the first one is this. Your treasure is designed not just for you, but it's designed for others as well, is for you to give it away. And you know, the Bible talks about how that it's more blessed to receive, uh, to give than it is to receive. More blessed to give. And I would like you to be more blessed. Jesus would like you to be more blessed. So as you give, you will be more blessed as you give than if you only think about, well, I've received my gift and I have my gift and I'm so glad I have my gift and don't you think my gift is good? Well, of course, we love you, we love your gift. But it's more blessed You'll be more blessed as you give, all right? The second one is this. Maintaining humility does not mean that we should deny the treasure within us. And you may feel like, well, I, you know, I cannot do this. I can't do that. I'm limited. You know, I don't have this platform or that platform. Listen, God has a treasure within you, and he's given you influence in your life with your family, with your neighbors, with your friends, with your sisters and brothers in the church, your church family. God has, um, God has gifted you. That treasure is within you. And I, I think we need to not just deny the fact that, well, because I'm not like so-and-so, I can't pray like that person. I can't evangelize like that person. We can all learn and we can all grow and we can all get better. And uh, the next one, each person is integral to the health and strength of the church. And this is this goes along with verse 16, that he, you know, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And now this last takeaway is for, especially, I put this here, if you're new to this, Maybe you're watching this broadcast or this uh, online service and you think, you know what, these guys, they, I, I can't relate to them, how much they love Jesus. And they're talking about the church and the Bible and all this. And maybe you haven't really ever uh, connected with God like at all in your life. Well, God, God loves you. And I want to tell you something. You were born for this. You were created for this. God has a plan and a purpose for you to, uh, to find fulfillment in your life as you fulfill your call and purpose that God has actually created you for. And so I would like to encourage you to align yourself with God. If you've never done this before, the first step is so simple. And it, it's a step of surrender, and repentance, which means to turn away from your old way and to turn toward God. And you can become part of the family of God. 
one of the expressions that's used in the Bible is to be born again. Another one is to be saved. Maybe you've heard these expressions. Well, what it really means is it means to come alive spiritually. And Jesus wants to come into your life today. And so I'm going to pray with you uh, right uh, in just a moment here. And the, this, is the, this is the first step for you. And perhaps there's the next step. If you maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and you'd like to move forward. Well, the next step is to pray, God, how can I be used of you? Open my eyes, Lord, to see the opportunities that are in front of me. Okay, so I'm going to pray a prayer, and I'm going to pray it phrase by phrase, and I'll give you time in between the phrases for you to repeat this prayer. So if you'd like to connect, align yourself with God, this prayer is for you. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. That he rose again. And he ascended into heaven. And he's given us these gifts. Lord, I want to align myself. I want to align myself with your purpose. I want to turn away from my line of thinking, the old ways. I want to turn away from my sin and my selfish attitudes. And I want to align myself with you, Lord. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. Forgive me for my sins. I'm sorry for the times I failed you. I want to follow you. I want to live for you. I want to fulfill my purpose that you have for me. I'm praying for your help. I'm asking you to make me new from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for allowing me to share with you this morning. I'm going to turn it over now to Pastor Tanya and Pastor Matt. And they're going to share with you uh, some more. They'll be praying with you. So don't go away. Thanks again.